Welcome to the Vibrant Family Podcast, Mother's Day edition. This is something different. First of all, I never get to do this, so this is a privilege and a joy for me to kick off this episode. But as you can see by the windows as well, we have some guests with us today because today we really wanted the episode to be about the moms in our church family. And so by way of introduction, I'm Pastor Terrence, the family pastor here at FCBC Walnuts. We have Katie Lee with us, the children's director. We also have Linda Chow, and we also have Jocelyn King. So really quickly to kick things off, I'm going to ask the three of you guys to tell us a bit about yourself, how long you've been married, and the ages of your children. So I'm going to start first with Joss. Why don't you share with us about yourself? Uh, my name is Jocelyn, as Pastor Terrence already introduced me. I've been married to my husband, Ryan, for three years. We celebrated three years actually just this past January. And I have, we have a seven and a half month old. She was born last September. Yeah, so new mom. <laughs> Let's go to Linda. Okay, um, so Michael and I have been married uh, 23 years. This past March, we just celebrated our 23rd anniversary. And I believe that was actually the last date we went on before this quarantine hit. So it was nice that we got a chance to get out. Um, we have three children. Uh, my oldest one, Taylor, is 20. He's in college. And I have um, Maddie, who is 17. She's a senior this year, graduating. And um, my youngest is Nina. She's 13 and going into high school this coming fall. All right, last but not least, let's go to Katie. Yeah, I was that you know who I am, Katie Lee. My husband is Michael also, and I have three grown children. Um, my son is, uh, I have lose track, you know, in his thir 32, 31, 32. <laughs> my daughter, oh. I think, is 30. My youngest is 25, I think. <laughs> you know, mine goes, <laughs> when you know, okay, my, my excuse is this, I'm a grandma. I have two beautiful granddaughters that God blessed us with last year. So that's why, you know, I have an excuse. I don't remember, you know, anything else except for my grandkids now. <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, there's some things that we want to share as moms. And, and you know, Terrence, you know, you, you're going to be like the, the, the odd man out here, you know. But you, you're welcome to chime in your opinions, too. We like your input. But I just want to say that you know as moms we generally set the tone in our home and and so you know we have a big responsibility but we also have a lot of challenges and joys i think we experience that fullness of being a mom i want to ask you moms uh, what is a moment that do you think you would like to relive as a mother mm. How about Linda? You want to tell us what is a moment that you would like to relive as a mother? You know, um, I have many moments actually I would like to relive as a mother. And thinking back, you know, there was a lot of precious, joyful times, especially when my kids were younger, you know, and, and um, yeah, I would love to relive some of those moments. But you know, probably if I were to choose, you know, the three moments in my life that I would choose is the day that my kids were born, you know, and, you know, not to relive the whole the labor and delivery part, but the moment where, 
you're holding your child in your arms and just knowing that this precious baby is in your hands and that God has given you this gift, you know, I think those are moments that will just be embedded in my heart and my mind forever, you know. And one moment in particular I would say stands out the most is, you know, when my first was born, Taylor. Um, it was a little bit of traumatic birth in that um, we ended up having to do a C-section because of complications. Um, but after that, you know, I remember this very clearly like it was yesterday. It was like three in the morning and I was sitting in my hospital bed and it was so quiet. It was just me and him and I was holding him in my arms and just this feeling of complete moment of peace and clarity was just enveloping me at that time just feeling like you know um i just felt so complete you know and i felt like god gave me that gift and moment of stillness you know feeling like um, you know what i feel like um this is the purpose that god has given me in my life to be a mom and, and i reached that point and so it was just a complete moment of joy and peace that I can remember very good. So that would be it for me. It's beautiful. <laughs> Jess? You know, it's funny that, Linda, that you say that because when I was looking at these questions yesterday, I was like, you know, I haven't been a mom for very long, but I would definitely want to relive the day that Ophelia was born too. Just because I think it was my, I mean, it was my first, obviously, and, um, I think I was in such shock after she came out that I wasn't really present in the moment. Um, even, and she was like crying that the doctors and nurses were kind of taking care of her and weighing her and stuff on the side. And, um, as I was recovering and they were stitching me up and I was, I don't know, I think like I would want to go back and relive those moments and kind of be more present in the moment. Cause I think at that time I was just so out of it and also in shock. And I was just kind of like, did I really just give birth? That it was all kind of like crazy. And it was such a haze that I would want to just relive that those first few moments after she was born and then getting to hold her for the first time. Cause I think I wasn't really soaking it in. I was just kind of like, what's happening? <laughs> so yeah, I think I would want to go back and um, yeah, I think just relive that, especially cause the whole nine months that you're pregnant, I think I was looking forward to the day that you would be born and wanting to kind of see what she would look like and you know hear her cries and like see her face for the first time and I think those moments just passed by so fleetingly and I didn't get to really soak it in that I would want to go back and do it all over again no, definitely not the birth part but right after the birth <laughs> yeah and all moms can agree with that not the birth part but that I can yeah. totally relate to what you're saying. I think when I was saying earlier about reliving, you know, many moments when they were younger, it's because you're like sleep deprived. You're like, you know, you're just so busy balancing everything that sometimes you don't always really take the time to enjoy those precious, precious times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I definitely already feel that now. Like she's only seven and a half months old. So I can't imagine how much feel like once they're older, much older and getting to look back on that time. Cause I'm already like, Oh, I miss the times when she was like a newborn. And even though I don't miss the sleep deprivation stage, I miss like her being all like warm and cuddly on my chest. Cause she doesn't do that anymore. Like <laughs> she just wants to like look and like, she wants to see the world and she doesn't like to snuggle on me anymore. And I miss that already 
so I can't I can't imagine like how much more as time goes on and like you know she grows up how much more I'll miss for like the days that have gone by yeah yeah, it is a very bittersweet to see your children grow. And it's really, it is really important to enjoy each moment. Because in the moment, you're frustrated, you're busy, you're tired and all that. But to think, like you were saying, that you look back and say, oh, I wish I had, you know, that. But it's never too late, though. I mean, I want to share my experience. One of my greatest joys, uh, something for you to look forward to, is uh, traveling with my adult children. I think I remember one trip when we went to Canada. And... I thought, well, I didn't have to plan any of this. I'm not even, I don't have to think about what to pack for them. Um, they're packing themselves. They, they planned a trip. They tell me where to go. I'm not planning the itinerary. It was really quite enjoyable that I thought I don't have to carry all the, to care, worry about the little things when your kids are younger. So there, you know, at every stage of being a mother, there are joys. Mm -hmm. And uh, we look back with fondness at moments and yet there are, so many things to look forward to. And of course, now grandkids. <laughs> you know, it is God does use our the various stages of life to sanctify us, to grow us as moms. What would you say is one way in which God has grown you in your, um, in the way that God has used you as a mom to grow your own, grow the way uh, to sanctify you? Um. I think for me, um, you know, when you set off to be a parent, you know, I was one of those parents that tried to read all those books and, and try to be knowledgeable about parenting and all of that. Um, you know, I was reading books to, you know, Taylor since he was in utero and I'm going to do all these things to, to stimulate them, be the best mom that I could be. And, and, you know, I was going to shape them and grow them into these wonderful human beings. <laughs> so you have these ideals, you know. But when they're born and when you're raising them, you realize how much they really shape you, you know? And as a mother, I feel like I've grown so much in, in ways that I, I didn't even imagine, you know, in terms of the amount of patience. And, um, you know, you have to have so much patience when you're raising your kids, right? I think that's definitely something that, that God has grown in me. And um, just, under, being understanding and being tolerant and learning to loosen up about things, you know, just all of those things. I think um, when you become a parent, um, it just kind of forces you to grow in those ways. And I think God has used each of my children because each of my three children are different, you know, and I would say that God has given me three different types of children, you know, for a reason, you know, and I think I have grown in different ways you know, with, with each of them. Um, so, so definitely, I would say that as a parent, you know, it's one of the hardest jobs that you'll have to do, I say. But, um, you know, God uses these, these challenges also to help grow you and nurture you. Uh, I think for me, even from back, like just reflecting on pregnancy and all of that, I'm very much like a type A, like to control things, like to plan things out, very much like had read all the books, just like Linda, and um, wanted to be prepared for everything. And uh, like from pregnancy on, like nothing panned out the way that I had planned for, as you know, life always teaches 
teaches you. And as God always teaches you, especially for people like me who take a lot of pride in being able to control things, he's always constantly humbling me and, you know, bringing me to the end of myself so that I can more fully rely on him. And that happened, like, even just down to, like, how she was born and um, how she is now, like, just all of the things that we haven't been able to predict and having to deal with now with some of her um, delays in development. So I think definitely in terms of just God sanctifying both Ryan and me through being parents is um, ceding control to him and knowing that he's sovereign, and that he's faithful and that our kids are, we're never going to be able to control our kids <laughs> and as much as we would like to. Um, and that it's okay and that we need to rely and fully trust in God's control and his timing and um, that his plans are better than mine, especially even like even just down to like how she was born. I think I remember like wanting to plan everything out and it, none of it went exactly according to plan and it ended up being better than I expected and easier than I expected to because those decisions were made for me instead of me trying to make the plans for myself. So trying to remind myself of that every day as just like a mother, like God is in control and I am not, and that's better than I can plan for her. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good insight that it is not about our preconceived ideas or plans. And then, you know, kind of, and you know, then our role as mothers is really to point our children to Christ too, because they're not going to grow up with perfect plans, whether we try to plan them or they try to plan them as they grow up. And our, our role is to really point them to Christ and that, if they have Jesus, just like that we have, then they will have that um, strength and the same process that we have to go through to grow as well. What, what is something that you found has been helpful or the way that you've tried to bring um, Christ into your home as a mom? I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> I think, I mean, there's not much that we can really do with Ophelia right now because since she's so young, she doesn't really cognitively understand too many things yet. But we knew from the beginning that we wanted to start setting habits and routines so that as she goes older and as she starts understanding them, she knows why things we do things the way that we do. And um, one of the things that we've always done, literally, I think from the time she was two months old and started giving her a bath every night was that we would read like a very short very like very very short like like maybe three or four sentences like Bible story to her because obviously like you know an infant's attention span isn't very long and then kind of pray um and we would always like bring our hands together and it's like something so small but we wanted to set those habits and routines in place like every night we pray with her and we read like a short bible story and she obviously doesn't understand it now but um it was very important to me and to ryan that we put those practices in place so that as she starts growing up, she's like, oh, like we've always done this. And this is why we've always done this. And as she starts understanding more and is able to, you know, hopefully one day pray with us and understand the Bible stories that um, like she understands, like we always, you know, start and end the day with prayer and with Christ and, you know, reading his word. So it's something small and I, and it's probably going to be a while before she understands, but we want to make sure that she has those habits in place before she can even comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when my children were younger, very similar to what you were doing, Jacqueline, um, just kind of setting those habits in place so that even though they may not understand fully what's going on, um, 
um, they, as they grow older, they they come to understand. They they know that it's just part of their routine, you know, like giving them their bath and then you know putting them to bed, you know, reading Bible stories to them, reading the Bible with them. And, and again, you know, very short, right, when they're younger and praying with them. And that's something that I've always done with all three of my children since they were young, you know. Um, and, they, and they'll remind me sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll be right back and then I get sidetracked and go, mom, aren't you gonna come, you know, <laughs> pray with me? I go, oh, that's right, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, so they kind of keep you on track. And that's, I think, one thing I think was good that we did was we set that pattern since they were young. So they were used to that and, um, so yeah, that's that's definitely a way that I feel like I've tried to instill that framework of God in our lives, you know. And as they're older, of course, um, just being faithful about trying to have time to prayer with them when they're older, and um, making sure that we always make uh, you know God a priority in our lives, especially you know. When you church on Friday nights, they were always in RAGA, Awana fellowships on Friday nights and bringing them to church on Sundays. Uh, and at church, we do try to, even before this quarantine time, we were good about trying to sit as a family together and have family dinners together whenever we could and always saying grace. And, you know, it's just been, it's been a part of our lives. And, um, and when, especially with, when we're going through things, you know, like, with Maddie, like um, using those moments, moments when things happen with teenagers as they invariably do, right? Um, trying to pray with them about things that they're going through, you know, and especially now with this whole college thing, you know, I just tell Maddie, you know, you just need to give it up to God and just um, pray that God will, will lead you to the right place. So those are some ways that I've tried to instill at least um, um, the truth of, you know, God in our lives. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, as moms, we always feel inadequate. You know, we think we might think we might know a little something about what we can do, but yet we know our, our weaknesses and inadequacies. And in the end, we know that it's just, it's all about bringing Christ into the home and about Christ in our own lives. And, um, that's the most important thing <laughs> that the, the it's totally by God's grace, you know, now that my kids have grown and I look back, I'm like, yeah, I tried. I thought I did things right, but I did so many things wrong. And it is totally by God's grace. So I thank God that as all the moms, you know, uh, God is in control and he will work things out according to his perfect plan as long. And, and our job is to stay, stay with Jesus, um, point our kids to Jesus and he will take care of the rest. They, he loves our kids more than we love our kids. And we love our kids a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point, Katie, because I don't know how many times, you know, I have prayed with my children and just openly just trying to be transparent with them, just telling them, you know, this is the first time that I have a 17-year-old, you know what I'm saying, or 18-year-old. This, this is new to me, too. I'm learning and growing along with you and, and, and praying with, with them about that, you know, so... Yeah, and you know, we've had many, I would say, more than one mother who uh, invests in us, our biological mom, as well as spiritual moms too. I think a, a, a lot of the people who are listening, our listeners, um, and they have spiritual moms that invested in us too. And so let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, who would you say, 
well, you don't have to name a name, it's up to you. How, who are some of your spiritual mothers who have invested in you, or how have uh, a spiritual mother have invested in you so that you can be a mom today? Any thoughts on that? Mm, I would say my old discipler um, was very much, I think, like, I mean, obviously, apart from my own mom, um, my old disciple was very much kind of a model for what it looked like to live a gospel-centered life and be a mother and a wife um, and make God, uh, like, give God the glory in the home. I think she very much was kind of, um, indirectly and directly a very good example to me of what it looks like when you have kids and when you have a busy life and when you're still trying to support and be, um, you know, a helpmate to your husband. Um, yeah, she was very much like able to kind of show me what it looks like day in and day out, even in, in like the mundane tasks, like how to honor Christ in those ways. Like, even when you're folding the laundry or like, how you can, um, you know, even ask for forgiveness from your children. Those were things that I didn't really, um, I didn't really kind of like see as much, but she very uh, early on, like from her first kid was like, oh, you know, when I lost my temper with him, I would ask for his forgiveness. And I was like, that's not something that I've ever seen before. And it's something that I want to model with my own kids now is like, you know, showing them very much like, I'm also, you know, a sinner in need of God's grace. And you know, as mothers, we all need lots and lots of God's grace to be mothers and to deal with our children and to raise them in the fear of the Lord. And those were things that um, I saw from her and that I want to carry with me as I hope to, you know, model Christ and Christ's forgiveness and um, asking for his forgiveness as well as asking for forgiveness for my children when I fall short. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, I didn't grew up in a Christian household, so I can't say that, you know, I had a mom who raised me that way or was a spiritual mother as well as a biological mother. Um, but I would say that um, some of the spiritual sisters that I've really come to know at church, you know, who are also mothers, have really been a role model for me, you know. Um, there's one particular mom that I'm thinking of in my mind, um, it's part of my wow group, actually, in a small group. Um, and I know he said not to mention names, so I'll keep this person private. <laughs> she probably doesn't even realize how much she really leads by her example, you know. Um, she's a mother of four children, I'll say that, <laughs> okay. And um, I just see that humbleness about her as a mom, and, and I just you know, um, it really inspires and encourages me to see how she is, she's a very godly woman, first of all, but also in how she really instills that in her children. All her children are wonderful as well, you know, and, um, and to me, that just continues to inspire me and continues to want me to really model after, after a person like that. So, and she's just been very personally encouraging to me as well. And again, a lot of times, you know, it was probably without her not even being intentional about it. She would just say something in passing and just like touch me in some way, you know. Um, but mostly I would say it was, it's just through her actions, 
You know, I see her just as uh, a wonderful mom, uh, uh, just a wonderful person um, following um, God's path. And, and that's, I think, to me, with, I would say that that serves as a spiritual mom for me. Yeah. I think, you know, and you're right, Linda, you know, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. My, my parents were not believers until later on in life, praise God, that they were saved later on in their lives. And uh, my, my spiritual life and being a, a uh, learning to be a woman of God is basically from other women at church and how we can, how much we need that encouragement from one another, you know? And like you said, Linda, sometimes it's just a passing word or, but in close fellowship together, that authenticity to be willing to share with one another, to be open to how we can then encourage each other in this journey of faith. And it's not easy to be a mom, right? We have so many challenges and we definitely need a lot of encouragement from one another. And now that you guys are uh, biological mothers, that you can also be a spiritual mother to another mother who is uh, who has children now, of course there are a lot of different ways to invest in children even if you're not a mother for those who are listening you're not a mother yet or god's calling for you but you can be a spiritual mother to so many and and we'll put a plug in for children ministry you know you can be a spiritual mom to a lot of children people at church so yeah um what would you say, going back to our own moms, though, and Linda, your mom is not a believer, and, and Jocelyn, I know your mom is a believer. Uh, what would you, how would you like to thank your mom today? Give your mom a shout out. And what would you like to say to your mother on Mother's Day? Actually, my mom is a believer now. She oh. came into her faith later on in life. Um, but, you know, I would just, if my mom were here right now, I would just say, you know, mom, thank you so much for just loving me unconditionally. You know, um, you're the most caring and most generous person that I know. Um, it's hard for me to talk about her just because, um, you know, she, she has dementia now, and I know that um, her memory isn't as good. So, um, but anyhow, um, I just want to say that um, you've always made me feel um, so supported and loved, you know, in anything that I do. And I thank you for that. Um, but there's so many life lessons that you've, you've taught me as well. Um, you know, you've taught me about honesty and integrity. I just remember um, one time when um, I was young, my mom used to arrange flowers as a hobby and she would go to the flower mart. And um, I went with her one morning and, um, and she didn't know it at the time, but the person gave her too much change, you know. And later on, we got home and she was looking at her wallet and she realized that he overchanged her by $100. And, and um, the following week when we went back, I went with her again. She actually gave that $100 back to them and said, hey, you know, um, you, I think you gave me this by mistake, you know. And I was little at the time, but, I, but that sticks to my mind, you know, but those are just 
that's, that's just the type of person that she is, you know, and I, and I've learned from that. And she told me, and I remember saying to her, oh, why don't you just keep the money? You know, it's no big deal. You wouldn't have known. And she said, no, that kind of money is not something that you want to keep. You know, it's, it's really important for you to be an honest person. And I would know that I would have taken that and that would have, that wouldn't have sat right with me. So those are just some small things I feel like I've learned from my mom, you know? So I just want to thank her for all of that. Even when she thought that I think that she didn't think that I was, she was teaching me anything, you know, I think she really taught me by her actions. Yes, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Linda. Uh, for my mom, she had to deal with a lot for me growing up. I was a handful. <laughs> so uh, I just have to thank her so much for her steadfastness and continuing to love me despite, you know, all of the challenges that I presented as a very rebellious t teenager. Um, and just to thank her for loving me always um, and supporting me even when, you know, I was resistant to her parenting or wanting to obey her. So, um, you know, I think now being a mom myself, it's like, I, there's a little bit of a glimpse now of like how much patience and sacrifice that she gave up for me and to continue to love me even when I was unloving towards her and ungracious. So my mom very, uh, like modeled Christ for me in that way in terms of, you know, even when I was, basically kind of like, you know, as a sinner, like spitting in Christ's face because we didn't know who he was and um, we didn't know what he represented for us in the same way that like I kind of figuratively, you know, like sat in my mom's face as she tried to parent me and to give grace to me and to love me unconditionally. Now I understand like the sacrifice that it took from her and to be patient and to love and not just to love me, but also to trust in God that he would, you know, bring me back eventually. <laughs> so I just want to thank my mom for being faithful to Christ to love me and to still teach me um, about God's love and God's sacrifice and God's perfect, unconditional love in her being a mom to me, especially when I was rebellious. <laughs> yeah. Remember that if your daughter ever does that to you. <laughs> No, I always say like, man, I'm in for it. <laughs> well, you know, my mother has passed. Uh, she died in her 70s with a massive heart attack. And uh, no, stroke, I mean, stroke, massive stroke. Um, but I'm thankful for my mom because she uh, came to immigrate. They immigrated um, and she didn't, from Hong Kong, and she didn't speak English, and it was very hard for her. And now looking back, I realize how hard it was for her that she couldn't, didn't know how to drive, she didn't speak the language, and how much she's had to be alone and not have people supporting her the way that we've talked about having mother's support. And now I've, I want to thank my mom for all that she's put up with. Uh, I have three siblings, so there are four of us all together, that's hard that's a hard job for her to adjust to being in a new country and we were little and having to raise us in a new environment and i didn't uh, appreciate her strength at that time i just thought no oh, you know mom you don't speak english and you know you can't be like the other moms and go to my open house and have parent teacher conference you know i kind of 
didn't appreciate uh, her for all her strength that she, she now that I realize uh, you know, how much she's done for us and our family. And, uh, you know, it is such a privilege for us as moms to invest in people's lives. And we've seen how our own mothers and our spiritual mothers have invested in us. And, you know, we have, there's no greater calling and privilege than to invest in people's lives. And as we talk about disciple making, not just as moms, but as in the church family, how we invest in people's lives. But, you know, PT, you also have a chance to uh, invest because of course not as a mom but you're investing in people in disciple making but you know PT tell us what would you like to, how would you like to thank your mom and then you can close our episode today by giving a uh, shout out to your mom well my mom is uh, she's 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 a lot of passion and a lot of heat uh, our conversations usually sound like we're mad and angry at each other when we're just being normal <laughs> Um, and so along the way, you know, probably, you know, some of our uh, conflicts, you know, they, they've become very, you know, uh, memorable. But then along the way, I've also never questioned how much she really uh, cared and, and supported me. She's always, uh, you know, rooting for me and, and now my family and um, always wanting to be present. So I'm, I'm just grateful because, you know, she's somebody that is capable of so many things. Uh, but yet at the same time, uh, you know, she's, uh, you know, super proud of me. So I'm thankful for all that she is and all that she's done. And the funny thing is now, you know, with my own family, you know, I, I don't get to see her that much. She lives not too far away, but, you know, far enough when you have to, you know, kind of work your life around uh, ministry and your own children's schedules and everything else that we just don't see each other that much. But, um, you know, during this quarantine time, I, I keep finding that my, you know, heartstrings kind of go back to her and kind of think of, you know, how they're doing and so on and so forth at home and, and just checking in on them. So, so it's it's um it's it's been a, a great um a relationship I think over the years that I think just keeps growing as I mature as well. So uh, thanks for giving me this chance to to thank my mom. I uh, probably don't say it that much, and and maybe I should more. Um, but thanks for that. Uh, and with that, uh, I do want to close this episode. Um, you know, this podcast of all things is about church and family, and family and church, and how those two work together as. God's ordained means for us to grow and to know him and to be an impact in the world. And so, so grateful that uh, Linda and Joss could join us in this episode uh, to be able to see how in your homes God has worked, but then how because of your homes being a part of our spiritual family, we're able to continue to influence and encourage each other. And so with that, um, you know, if you guys haven't heard any of our previous podcasts or watched them, um, most of them are posted the video ones in our FCBC Walnut Family Facebook group, so you know, join and check it out. Uh, but along the way, uh, each week we try to connect with you and produce some kind of content that is an encouragement and also hopefully an uh, insightful uh, wisdom of for families and for our church families. So we invite you to join us in catching it every single week uh, as we uh, pump out these episodes. Thank you guys all so much for being in this. Uh, happy Mother's Day, everyone. And this coming Sunday, it really will be really different because normally we'll be at church giving each other hugs, you know, congratulating everyone, checking out each other's babies and just, uh, you know, catching up as families. But uh, we know that even though right now we are the church scattered, uh, that the same relationship that we have in Christ binds us still. And so hopefully this weekend will be a time in which in your homes and as well as in your virtual connections, uh, you're able to be intentional in wishing your own moms and grandmothers and the people in your lives well, but then also 
to remember that all of this is a gift from our Heavenly Father who is gracious to us, especially during times of crisis. And so thank you guys so much. See y'all later. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.